Hello, welcome to the Bush League Gaming Podcast, your source for ordinary opinions from ordinary gamers. Today we are reviewing Ratchet and Clank from 2016. I'm your host, Jake Bush, and with me today, tell the Baja men that I found who let the dogs out. Leader of Nintendites, <laughs> Ryan Scalf. Oh, that was a good one. Thank I you. really appreciate that one. Yeah, I giggled. I will let the dogs out. I would, I would be okay with that. Absolutely. I giggled writing that one today because I was like, this one's super stupid. Yeah. But here it is. This is the one. I mean, really, should we even keep dogs? Yeah. No, I mean, okay. Are we we're talking like animal rights now? Yeah. I mean. We're not doing this. We're not okay. doing this right now. All right. Anyways. All right. All right. We don't have to bark up that tree. We have a special guest today. He is one of the hosts of the Waypoint podcast, and he is the self-proclaimed lurking. Our special guest, Alec Bobko. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Alec. Good Alec. We're happy to have you today. The self-proclaimed lurking. Can you explain that a little bit for the listeners at home? Yes. So that came from a uh, Twitch stream. A uh, kind of funny best friend. Most people know her, Nerf Alice. Um, she was doing this whole. One second, my cat's going nuts. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. You're good. If you ever have to stop for anything, if your dad decides to vacuum again. We just cut that part. <laughs> he's he's done now. <laughs> the cat was just going nuts, just meowing at the door. So it's like, oh. all right, fine. No It's because we keep him <laughs> locked up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who let the cats out? <laughs> anyway, Blur King, it was part of a Twitch stream where, you know, because I would always, you know, listen, just listen to Twitch streams while I work because I just work at a, in an office all day. So I could have podcast Twitch streams go uh, up all day and i'd just be lurking in a bunch of streams and they just called me the lurking and just kind of stuck i, I think nice. it's great it's fantastic especially yeah. the the spelling of it too like it's mm-hmm. it's a little different it's it's unique but alec tell the people at home also about what else are you doing out there i know waypoint i mentioned waypoint um where can people find that what do you guys do there yeah so you can find us uh almost uh, every social media at waypoint podcast uh specifically youtube.com slash waypoint podcast and then on most major platforms but you can see which one specifically at anchor.fm slash waypoint podcast gotta love anchor uh yes it's oh, it makes things so easy oh yeah right but yeah we uh a few of our main shows right now like our biggest one the cornerstone of waypoint is called the grind it's a podcast about content creation we bring in uh different creators talk about their kind of content what they want to do in the future and just have good conversations all around then our other main show is uh, Waypoint Media Club, where we talk about everything and anything media related, whether it be video games, movies, TV shows. So we actually are doing, we're about to get started, The Bad Batch. We're going to do episodes one through four oh, right on. uh, next week. Nice. Or this week, I should say. Then um, we are, you know, we did other shows like we did Captain or Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, spoilers. yeah. <laughs> whoa. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Then uh, WandaVision. You know, did, so we did a lot of our weekly reactions to the Disney Plus shows. Yeah, sure. Then we also did topics like uh, what games are turning 20 this year. Ooh, that's a good topic. There's a lot. It's all yeah. basically, What's your basically all Nintendo. A lot of them were like the biggest one was Super Smash Brothers uh, yeah. Melee. Oh, my gosh. So Chris really liked that. one. I bet Chris loved that one. Yeah. yeah. Big yes. Melee. We had it out with him last time because he doesn't like using items and we are purists. He considers himself a purist, but no, I'm like, the game was intended to be played with items. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. yes. Chris, Chris, just you're wrong. You're Chris, wrong. I hope you're listening because you can't fight back because I'm the <laughs> no. only one able to talk in this right now. And <laughs> items should not be left out of Smash Bros. Not at all. Chris, please record yourself reacting to this. <laughs> <laughs> we will ignore it. I will block it and I'll never see it. 
because yep. items are on I, always. I can't hear you. Sorry, we're blocked. You out. can't do Pokemon battles without items. Hey, look at that. There That's true go. too. Great. Right. I've never heard that point. Perfect. Perfect point. Alec, uh, <laughs> again, the Waypoint guys, we've been interacting with you guys for a while. We love what you're doing. Appreciate that. I uh, I, I want to go into, so I reached out to you about Ratchet and Clank because you recently in the last like six months, I think, finished it. Is that right? That is correct. Back in January when I was still streaming, I was doing uh, kind of a themed month where it was new games for me or new year, new games for me. So games that I had never played personally. And I hadn't, you know, I never had a PS2 growing up, so I never got to play any of the Ratchet and Clank games. So Ratchet and Clank 2016 was the first Ratchet and Clank game I've ever played. Nice. We're coming in at the same spot. Oh, here. really? Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, I played some of the former ones. I, I haven't. So me and Alec are the newbies here. Interesting. You're going to have to educate us. Here's this. Well, I mean, here's what's funny. It was like, it was so long ago and I missed out. I really didn't play PS3 and PS4 at all, but I had mm-hmm. PS2 and PSP. And so gotcha. it's like all these vague memories and this game kind of highlighted these little areas in my brain. I didn't even know were there where I'm like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> But yeah, it was a really good experience, mm-hmm. I felt. Which, Alec, you brought up streaming. Are you still streaming at all? Do you want to plug your stream? I don't stream anymore just because between work, uh, Waypoint, and streaming, it was just way too much. So oh, yeah. I, I cut back the streaming just because I'm having sure. a way, way better time just doing Waypoint stuff. For sure, dude. We totally get it. The yeah. streaming grind is rough. When you talk about a grind, streaming, that's a grind. Oh, yeah. That's it's very tough, difficult. Man. I literally just did not have the time. That was purely the it like it's super difficult yeah so let's go into some of the details around ration and clink we kind of explained some of our mm-hmm. brief histories here so it was released on april 12 2016 so we are reviewing a game for five years old at this point the new one is coming out at the at the posting of this episode the new one will be out in about two weeks so we're getting this re- review out right before the new one comes out so you have two weeks to play it after <laughs> <laughs> this review releases i i mean i think a lot of that will be advantageous because i think a lot of people are playing it right now like i was forcing myself mm-hmm. through this and right. and forcing is strong i enjoyed my time but i motivated to i was motivated to finish this because i really want to play a rift rift apart rift apart yeah so developed by insomniac games published by sony interactive entertainment currently priced at 20 dollars on uh psn but it's also part of the ps plus collection for ps5 owners that's how i played it that's how Ryan played it. Alec, did you play it through there? I actually had it from when it was on PS Plus back on PS4. Oh, no way. Right on. Okay. Uh, so yeah. it's come up on PS Plus a couple. That's the second time that I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So another thing with the PS5 version is that it's actually at 60 frames per second, which was so smooth. So smooth. Yeah. It's, it was pretty incredible. You played on PS5, Alec? I did. Yes. Oh my gosh. And like, I'm becoming a frame rate snob now. Same. I, I never thought I would. I was always because I have a bunch of PC friends and I think you're a PC guy too in some ways, right? Getting there. Like I was the same way console, but. I recently, with the uh, tax refund, bought a 144 hertz monitor. So, Ooh, so you're getting <laughs> real high refresh rates. Oh yeah. So, and, and the, you can't go back. You can't. Not, I'm learning. Yeah, not at all. Can't. Once you see all those little bolts and nuts flying all over the place at yeah, for those second, nuts flying over, man. No, you can't go back. So. No oh, another back. insomniac game. I actually played Miles Morales mostly in fidelity mode, but I switched to performance back at launch of the yeah. PS5, oh, yeah. and it's like, why I've been playing in fidelity. Yeah, <laughs> these high action games really benef- benefit from the, those extra frames. Yep. Like it's it's very clear, and to the point where I'm like, Ugh, this is just ugly. Though the resolution looks great, it's just you know when you're moving your your screen or your cursor, you know, 
what is it? Your crosshairs across the screen. It's like, this is jarring to my eyes now. Like I'm a snob. Oh, yeah. 100%. So the genre is action adventure platformer, third person it's a shooter. Lot. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's just like about everything. Platformer. It, I would, I would chalk it up. To <laughs> would you chalk it up to 3d platformer with yeah. some shooting elements? I think it fits in that. Yeah. So I want to go into it. We talked about our background. Alec and I are the noobs to the series. You've played quite a bit. Ryan, I want to start with you. What did you think of Ratchet and Clank 2016? Yeah, so traditionally, Ratchet and Clank is not, I've told Jacob this, it's just not the most like interesting world to me. Because I grew up playing like Spyro, all the Mario games, and just was so sold that those games were the best thing ever. Banjo-Kazooie, you know. And Ratchet and Clank came out, it was so much more about like narrative like it's very directional all these other games had tons of levels with tons of objectives and these were a lot of levels but you're really going along one path that whole time and there's little offshoots here and there but it's really trying to guide you into a direction so i would say it's more narrative based than a lot of those games but i learned that i i kind of love that yeah. like i kind of love the the draw of you know leading you through different planets and things like that would you say that ratchet and clink 2016 is like that because i felt it was very open where sure there's a linear story that in my opinion was very uninteresting but you could go back to these other planets and you could go and do the side planet i just i didn't feel any draw i don't feel like there was enough on each planet for me to go back to like unlock a gun like yeah one gun i guess like if you would imagine like a spyro game where it was like 30 levels right this had 14 no 13 planets and you know it's actually 12 because one of those planets like yep. the pla deplanetizer you go back to twice spoiler and, alert yeah Spy <laughs> spyro <laughs> it's like you have like these 30 levels and there's just each level has like 10 objectives you know like all these random things to do and so that it was just a different type of game back then yeah and it was mm -hmm. a little overwhelming probably to a lot of people but ratchet and clank is like no we're just gonna like lead you through this this world how we want to lead you through it and that's just kind of the i guess the vibe of the game which it, it felt throwback in that way right it felt like a classic very linear 3d platformer like of those spyro and banjo days to me i haven't played a game like this in a long yeah. time where i encountered an invisible wall which invisible walls don't really exist in games where you're trying to run off a yeah. cliff yeah it just stops you yeah right? and like they they hide it a lot better these days but it it was very nostalgic though this is a 2016 game i'm playing in 2021 it felt like those like you know early 2000s games like 2001s 2002s when i was playing those games on my ps2 whatnot like it felt classic uh so it did have elements that did feel open though. That, that's one thing that did surprise me because I'm of the, the Sony network. I played, I was a Jack and Daxter guy. I never played a Ratchet and Clank because I was a Jack and Daxter guy. Right. And I don't, I, I'm finding out that other people did have this divide is that you kind of picked one of those because they're so similar. You've got your side protagonist, you've got your main protagonist and they're just like, it was kind of shocking that they're producing these games on the same platform somewhat competing though they're very similar so i never got in russian clink and i'm glad i did but i don't know i i did like this uh this simple it, simpleness to it right it's right. it's linear it's simple it's classic alec i kind of want to throw it to you and what did you think mm -hmm. of russian clink overall i honestly really enjoyed it um being you know i was a crash kid growing up um oh no and this was you know kind of had the nice 3d platformers but it was also had the nut uh 
interesting aspect of being the third person shooter and right. having yeah. just the variety of weapons, which was I enjoyed those so much. Like I didn't get to play through the entire thing like I wanted to before this, but I got to play through a good chunk of it, about half of it. And um, I personally liked how they don't throw you like they, you know, that basically the tutorial part they throw you in. But once that's done, you can go to any of the other side planets. Like I did not go to the, you know, heroes home world until I finished the other two side planets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's again, for like kind of an old structure, it did feel a little open in, in that nature. You bring up narrative, Ryan. I want to talk on that. So you, you talk about this as a narrative driven game. I think what you're going to laugh at me because okay. I think what I, when I'm talking about, I'm ready. The lack of, I guess, openness. What I'm really talking about is the lack of collectibles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Jacob makes fun of me because I'm, I'm a hundred percenter. I'm a mm. slave to the trophies and all sorts of stuff. Kind of so you like DK64. I'm broken. I love DK64. <laughs> it's torture. It's an absolute torturous game, but I love it. Everything about it. And so like when I'm thinking about all these objectives, really it's like, hey, collect 10 puzzle pieces collect <laughs> you know five stars collect mm. red coins yeah, blue he's, coins yellow Ma- coins he's the, the weirdo he's the weirdo with mario games 3d mario games he collects all the coins like he's that mm. guy so i have to i just have i mean to. that's worth clar- clarifying because i i'm not i wasn't necessarily understanding what you're saying here this game and i think that's what i mean is like this game just kind of strips that away and it's just like no like this is this is what it's about it's about that gameplay with mm-hmm. the shooting yeah which uh, i think that's nice. why i like it so much is that i was never a collectibles person so Same having uh, this a bit more streamlined version i really enjoyed it well and it's simplified yeah. collectibles right it's like collect the bolts okay i see there's a right. box over there i'm gonna go break that box and collect those bolts there's nothing crazy beyond that really and then cards which are random they're random yeah, yeah. and then like sure there's some like diet was it dino cards or something like that that rhino cards. rhino okay rhino yeah no cards and like those are a little bit more rare, but I also didn't care. I was just like, oh, I'm exactly. going to play the game. <laughs> like, I, don't even, I can move on past this. So that does clarify some things. And I want to get on narrative because I would disagree with you, Ryan, that this is narrative driven. Though there's a story, I was never pulled through the game because of the story. I was pulled because of the gameplay, mm. like Alec was saying. I would argue yep. this game is so narrative driven. They made a movie. Stop. Stop. I'm <laughs> just saying. Like... You're and so I, I do it. think that's a mistake. I think they should have left a lot of those elements in the yes. game because... I, to your point, the cutscenes were weak. There, there was not a lot of explanation, like between mm-hmm. scenes of like, wait, why did that happen? And like, you can infer, but a game should like give you some of those details, and it didn't. And and I, you know, I know it's because of this movie that came out. As expecting to see the movie, yeah, right. And I, I just wonder how many people actually watched that movie because I know as a kid I would not have. Did you see it, Alec? I have not, no. Yeah, and after playing the game, I'm go. not motivated to see the movie either. Same. So like, yeah. And like, did you notice the cutscenes are in like a movie animation, which in modern yep. graphics with all this uprising, it doesn't look that good. It doesn't look good compared no. to play. Nope. So the, the story is actually like a very cliche, evil corporation wants to take over the galaxy story. There's some mild twists in there, but it's centered around Drek Industries and then and you'll have to help me out with this, Ryan. Dr. Nefarious is... Clank the- is his dad the whole time. Was that the twist? Clank was dead the whole time. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I was going to let that one air out and see if, uh, if you could stick yeah, with it. Jacob's eyes were judging me and it hurt. The burn of his eyes. Yeah, I, I can, I can uh, laser right through you. Yeah. So, Dr. Nefarious, is that a reoccurring 
character in yeah, these other he's, ones? Yeah, he's definitely mentioned in all the other games. I don't know if he's, I don't remember if he's in every game, but he's definitely a recurring villain. Like the Dr. Neocortex of That's how Ratchet it seemed. So, so uh, Alec, you bring up Crash Bandicoot. I'm, my first Crash was Crash 4. Notoriously, mm-hmm. Nick and I didn't like it. Ryan loves Crash. It, this felt super, story-wise, this felt super Crash Bandicoot to me where the story is just there and it doesn't really matter that much and you're not really missing too much if you're not following. Did you guys feel like that? I'm, I'm curious. It was, it was just me because I don't have any history with Ratchet and Clank because I didn't care about the story too much. I yeah, didn't necessarily care about it either. I was more just enjoying the, the gameplay along the way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I definitely didn't care about the story and it was just very directional. I think the story was just like these segues to like get you to go where they wanted you to go. Yes. Rather than like a compelling, like, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of this world. And that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of an issue with this game is that it, it just fell flat when it came to like believing in what they were doing. It was just kind of like, I'm just collecting bolts and I don't really care if I'm a part of this heroes league kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And like, that's mm. when, when we're talking about, and we're going to, I want to bring it back to this a couple times throughout this episode, but Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. When we're looking at this next gen title, right? This is really the first PS5 next gen title that's using the full capabilities of it with the, the SSD. I feel like it needs to step it up with story. Like I, I think this game relies on gameplay so much that it does keep the interest there. But if you're looking at like a, a nine or a 10, if you want to get in that, that ballpark for a score, you need to start entertaining the story more because right. mm-hmm. gameplay can get you really far. But when the story is just there and it's not, you know, not all the, the efforts put into it, like the gameplay, that's an area that people are going to critique. And that's, that's me right now. I, I felt like the story wasn't the best. It was very generic. I don't know that people play these games for the story though. I, and, and that's fair, but to, to expand Ration and Clink into just greatness to me, like to expand it into, cause we're just playing it because like, and Alec, I don't want to speak for you, but I was just playing it because I want to play the next big PS5 game. If Rift Apart was two years into the PS5's life cycle, I don't know if I would be playing it. I don't know if I would have gone back and played this because I don't have any attachment to the series. It's just another one of those Sony seri- Sony IPs that were just there. But since this is so close to launch and I'm craving that big PS5 game, I had to go back and play Ratchet and Clank 2016. So to me, to bring in people like me who aren't just playing this because it has an association with the PS5, I think you need to like have these all the elements. It needs to be a fully rounded out game beyond just gameplay. It needs to be a full, like, I want to be invested in these characters. I, don't, I still don't care about Ratchet or Clank. Like, they're just, he's a, a, a Lombax. Lombax. And then you got Robot Guy. Like, I still care about Jack and Daxter, my boys over there more. Interesting. Yeah, it's, those stories were more interesting. The story in Jack and Daxter were far more interesting to me. Well, you were also what? 10? 10? Yeah. Yeah. Alex, <laughs> what do you think what do you think about this? Yeah, so I I haven't personally haven't played the other Ratchet and Clank games, but one of my other friends, uh, another streamer, uh, Billy the Door, he actually went through and replayed through all the Ratchet and Clank games cuz it's one of his favorite franchises. So oh, right I watched on. a lot of those streams, and some of those other games do have a, a lot more interesting stories. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. So we're we're so, missing out here. And again, I think this is this is, this a, is a remake, remake? Okay, a remake of the first game, but it's also a kind of a movie tie-in game. So it's it's weird mixture of some sort of game. 
And that's what I'm kind of like, these games are narrative driven. I know you don't feel that because compared to like Red Dead 2 and like some of the other narrative driven games we've played, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not even close, but that's not what these no. games are. Yeah. So like the history of Ratchet and Clank, I've just always viewed them as that because picture Super Mario 64, right? You walk into this palace and there's 10 paintings. The music's playing in my head right now. Yeah. There's like these 10 mm-hmm. pla- paintings that you can just jump into and you can go into any one you want and there's... 10 versions of each level, right? Or seven versions of each level. Is it seven stars? Uh, like you're, it's not me. I you're the expert remember. here. Yeah. Don't ask me. Um, and Spyro's that same way. You go into an area, there's all these portals, and you can go through any one, and they're all these different worlds with different objectives. Ratchet has always been like this story where they're going to lead you through planets, and there's, of course, offshoots all along the way. And you can go to like some out of order a little bit. But they're they're really trying to lead you and like guide you. And so like of the 3D platformers, that's just what this game has always been. Yeah, which I like that actually. I didn't realize I would like that. Some of the backtracking, the and Alec, you brought this up, the guns in this game are fantastic. Oh yeah. And they are, and I, I compare it to Jack and Daxter because that's my reference point in the genre. Jack and Daxter guns weren't as exciting as this. Like these ones had so much character. They were funny. I loved the guns. And also the upgrade system is pretty complex when you start digging into it because you need to both use that gun to level it up and then have bolts to unlock those unlockables or those features within that gun, right? So it's kind of two-tiered right. that you need to also use it. And I thought that was unique. And dude, the guns I absolutely loved. I'm curious, is this consistent with the series in general? Oh yeah. They've always they've always harped on the guns. It's it's a staple of Ratchet and Clank. And it's like, I always pictured the developers sitting around like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we did this? And they're like, yeah, we're doing that. Yeah. And then it's there. It's there. Did you have a favorite gun? Yeah. The, um, the Plasma Slayer Sniper. Okay. Did yeah. you ever use that? I did. I didn't use it too much though, because you get it kind of later. You get it kind of later, but after I got that gun, it was the second gun I improved all the way through, I did it as fast as I possibly could. And it, it's like headshots are everything. Because once you upgrade it, you can kind of slow down time mm-hmm. and just start taking yeah. headshots. Yeah. And that was huge for me. I, that changed my whole game, how I played the entire thing. Because I'd stand back, take a ton of headshots, and I would be done with the whole combat before they even knew where I was. It okay. was it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that gun. I didn't level it as much as some of the other ones. Uh Alec, I want to throw it to you. Did you have a favorite gun? Yeah. So in the recent playthrough, I was using a, a kind of a good combo of the Groovinator and then the plasma drum. Oh, oh, that is a strategy. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a strategy that I did not explore as much as I would like to. Towards the end I started throwing that out more because basically right, Alec, you are making yeah. them dance. And then you have a, a surface area thing that's basically hurting Correct. them in waves. So they're stuck there getting hurt. Yep. Yeah. That's a great then, strat. Yeah. Honestly, like, I, there's so many of the guns that I love. Like, because I was switching between that, using that strategy, and then the fire one. I, I, the name just escapes the pyrocitor. me. Pyrocitor. Right pyrocitor. Yes. I like that, using that oh, one. Oh, did you use that one? I did too. Yeah. I could. Yeah. If you I upgrade that all the way, it. it is OP. Yes. Yes. Love it. Because there's so many enemies that are just like one hit and they're done and they attack you in waves so if you just have that and you just like go left and right with your analog stick you're just wiping them all out super quickly that's so funny because i got to a point by the for the first time i actually used that gun was so far along in the game the enemies were a little harder Mm, and i was like oh this is useless this does absolutely nothing i was like why is this even in the game so i just like never even used it it's yeah if you use it right when you get it it's right towards the beginning when you get it yeah it's 
grows along with you through the game. It it is it gets so OP later in the game. And, and there's a lot to I be said that. for the variety and so weapons because you have these different strategies yeah. that come up. Because like you're using this kind of area effect weapon strategy, mm -hmm. you're using a kind of sit back and snipe strategy. I did a lot of the Mr. Zircon. Like I was obsessed with Mr. Zircon. Mr. Oh, Zircon's yeah. Zircon. So always good. activated him no matter oh, what gun I was using. Oh, like, yeah. He always says yep. the funniest things too. Like he was just entertaining <laughs> yeah. to be around. But so I did Mr. Zircon and then I kind of just used the traditional combustor where it's yeah. just like yep. you upgrade that and it gets you get bigger waves of that but that's for these games i did not expect that much strategy involved right yeah. and especially with the different variety and enemies you do need to change up your weapon type oh yeah you'll get screwed if you get stuck on mm -hmm. one yeah like <laughs> like for me i the when i played back in january i rarely use the pixel pixelizer but the yeah. second playthrough i was doing i use that all the time did you yeah, See, that's, that's another, another one. I never that. even tried. Wait, Alec, you played back in January and then you played again for this episode? Yeah. Yep. Alec, you're I'd, I'd say I didn't play through the entire thing. I only played through about half of it just because I, I just got busy this past weekend. But I can barely get Nick to play through a single playthrough <laughs> of a game. So the fact that you played one and a half through, you're, Nick, kill, you're killing it over Nick there. notoriously. I had to remind like myself because <laughs> it, it was January and it's been a crazy yeah. year. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Nick notoriously is like, after three fourths of the game is satisfied with the game. Like he doesn't feel like he needs more. And so he's just like, yeah, I could review it. And we're like, no, no you, you can't. can't. No, you can't. <laughs> Nick, I know you're listening to us. We love you. Your strategy brings a perspective to us about, we, we love, you know what gamers really like is hearing a perspective of someone who didn't finish a game. <laughs> anyway, so I want to get into some of the others. We talked about guns a lot. Guns are huge. There's a lot of different gameplay elements involved with Ratchet and Clank, way more than I ever expected. Yeah. So some examples of which are there's some swinging involved. There's different traversals. So gliding, hoverboard is involved. That's some races, rail grinding. Guys, as Crash Bandicoot fans here, you two, I'm not. Would you say that the rail grinding in this game is better than Crash or worse? I felt like there was almost none right like there, there was, wasn't crash is like that's right. a huge mechanic in the game yeah this was just like random traversals that yeah took like 10 seconds you know yeah but that's why it's better <laughs> it's <just probably> just <laughs> because there's less rail grinding the rail grinding in this was few it was it was sparingly used and again i'm i just like to to rip on crash Bandicoot because it's not my <laughs> series what did you guys think of the jetpack it was i liked it are you, I'm, I'm, I loved it. Okay. I mm -hmm. thought that was yeah. like an amazing aspect I, of the game. I never fully understood why I couldn't use it all the, time. the whole game. What, did, they, did they ever explain that? No. I mean, that's just creative choice. I think there's just levels that it suited better. I think there's levels. It's like, what are they just going to fly over the entire level to the final boss? Right. You know, yeah. Like, I just wish there was sense. an, I wish there was a narrative explanation for that. Like, oh yeah. In this area, there's anti-air. Oh, I think know, they did. At one point he brought it back to the, planet of heroes is that what it's called yeah, i can't remember that Whatever actually that has a name is. yeah but yeah um they bring it back to that he brings it back to that for research okay where they're they're oh, gonna yeah. like reverse engineer it so they all have jetpacks so like you lose it for several planets and then you get it back towards the end okay mm -hmm. yeah and like I, I did like it alec did you did you like these different types of traversals in the jetpack yeah i it was, again just added to that awesome gameplay just made it way more uh, different variations of what you're doing not just running through a level you know the grinds rail grind sections were fun although one of the levels uh towards the end you can get really confused and keep doing the same loop over and over again yes <laughs> oh, i know yeah. the one i know exactly the one 
Is there um what were they called? Did you guys find all the brains for the psychic squid? I found a lot of them. I didn't find all of them because there was different tiers of finding. I, so here's Can't probably where we this is where we diverge. I found all of them. Of course you did. And that was my favorite level because of it's like you you're jetpacking around this wide open level. And that's like, that's what I love about 3D platformers is like finding every nook and cranny, finding every little collectible. Mm. And I did it. I found every single one. I think there's like, there's a ton. Because I, 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 I pushed myself to find like, because there were tier, tiered rewards, right? Right. So I did like, yeah, yeah. Past the, the, so you had to do a certain amount for the story. I did one level past that. 50. And then I was like, oh, there's more than this. I'm like, no, thank you. I'm yeah, not doing this. A, I, I feel like that's what 90. I did too. It's just, it, there's again, there has to be something broken with you to have to push yourself to do those other extra ones. Right? I will right? just love the platinum trophy. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of broken people out there. Again, and I'm here for you. Which speaking of platinum trophies, Ryan, does you haven't been on this platinum. You, you have the psychology of someone who is broken enough to pursue platinum trophies. Do you, are you tempted by this? My brain has been broken by the PS5 because when they release the PS4 col- plus collection, I it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that because there's like, I want to finish every game in platinum, but there's a hundred games I want to play. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. super yep. hard for me. So, so no, I don't know. Not yet. I will eventually. I'm sure. I'm like in my life, there's been so many times where like, I just went back and hundred percent at Banjo-Kazooie like probably six months ago. Yeah. And it's just because I, I'm broken in that way. So there's like something I'm going to go back for. I know. Yeah, I, I could see Ration Clink being a good series to get a platinum in for some oh, reason. Yeah. It seems like it'd be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys will respect me, right? Yeah, totally. That's that's the whole thing oh, yeah. with platinums is that I respect <laughs> the more platinums you have, the more I respect a person. Right, that's right, totally right, 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 yeah. right. That's that's how that works. So speaking of some of the diversity in gameplay, two elements that bother me actually, and I'm curious if it, if you have the same opinion is the stealth and the puzzle section, specifically the clank puzzle sections. So with stealth, towards the end of the game, without spoiling anything, there's a, a very stealthy section where you are disguising yourself as someone, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. I felt like that was drawn out way too long for the end of the game. The end of the game, you're ready. You're just, There's momentum with you. You want to get through this big, exciting level. And then you're slowed down with stealth sections that... I think you could have cut in half like that kind of waned at, at the end there because it's not present in the rest of the game. So it just really hit momentum. I'm curious, did you have issues with stealth at all? Or is that just a, a gameplay element that you're cool with? It was weird. It was weirdly long because you couldn't when you're stealthing as this character, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but when you're stealthing, like you can't jump. Yeah. And it's like, I think it would have been cooler when you absorb like a skin like that in a game, especially 3D platformers. It's like the coolest thing in the world to gain some weird ability that you didn't have before, like karate chopping someone in the neck as you sneak up behind them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Yeah, that's what I wanted. But it's just like, <laughs> it was just kind of silly. Like you just, in this skin, you can't jump or do anything without it going off. Like if you yeah. jump, it all of a sudden, it just- Just seeing their animations. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, it was silly to me. Alec, how, how'd you feel about the stealth? Yeah, I'm- in general, just not a big stealth game fan. So this one seemed really drawn out to me. And yeah. it's the fact that you took away one of the biggest <laughs> parts of platforming yeah. in a platformer. Yeah. Like, and like, again, it's like, it's creative what you had to do, right. but it's also oh, like, yeah. it's not fun. Alec, real quick, you're not a stealth fan at all. I would say like, cause like, I don't mind stealth, but it's just like in Dishonored games, like I try to be stealthy. But it just ends up being chaos and killer. So what did you what did you main in Skyrim? I'm curious. 
oh i did the uh like probably just the, like the just a spell in one hand and then like a sword in the one-handed sword he is the that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing that you can do that i cannot i cannot beat skyrim without being a sneaky archer like yeah. Yeah. Like, or can i again <laughs> you you've mentioned on an episode before of like have you ever met anyone who wasn't a sneaky archer that's awesome. me. thank you I, Alec I'm Bobco. so glad I met you. Anyways, the other thing I want to touch on beyond stealth, it sounds like we both agreed stealth was overplayed. Yeah. I would have been fine if it was a very short section, it was a bit too much. Puzzles in this game. There are two types of puzzles. There are clank puzzles, and then there are these laser puzzles where you're opening these doors and you're having to make sure that all these lasers hit these certain beacons or whatever they are. Both of which I also felt the same thing about stealth. They broke up the momentum. Some of the clank ones were fine, but again, mm. at the end, they really laid on heavy with these puzzles. Like, and like, they're not puzzles that made me feel good at the end of it. Some of those laser puzzles, I was just like, I'm going to turn this around enough until it just happens to unlock. Oh, I know exactly. Those doors. Yeah. The doors, the laser. Yeah. yeah with the lasers and all that. Like, yeah. those were, it almost felt like just like Marvel Spider Man, the first Sony game. Oh, those Where you're having to do those puzzles. Connect just like, the, yeah. Connect. Make a connection for like the current or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, this is a time waster. That's why you're doing this. You're, yep. you're padding this game right now. So I don't know. Did you guys, did the puzzle stand out to you? Were you fine with them? Cause I wish I, I didn't care, but I do care about these. For me, I didn't, the puzzles didn't necessarily, or I didn't mind them. The one part I actually had to look up a guide for was in one of the clank sections. Cause I just got stuck. Like I like walking around this room. I'm like, I have no clue what I'm supposed to be doing. Was the, the mini with, robots? Yeah. 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 Was the one where there was a little Island out there? There was like the, it was a con- bunch corner. of conveyor belts and yeah, I can't remember the exact section, but yeah, it was in it was in that like generic section. Yeah, it was yes, yes, yes. one of those puzzles I had to look up just because I was just like I'm walking around, I, I don't not seeing it. Which that's a, I think it was the one a, we had to like go behind a wall or something like that. I just was not puzzle. seeing it. Right? Isn't that's a bad puzzle to me when you have to look it up when you're so frustrated? That's a yeah. bad. Puzzle. And I was on stream too. <laughs> I had to look it up. Like so, I'm like, no one, so no one like, in chat. Yeah, you definitely don't want to have to do yeah, that. No, no one in chat was helping you out. It's so funny. <laughs> no, I've... I think like those ratchet puzzles were so confusing to me because there's sometimes where you knew you walked into that room, you knew exactly what to do, and at that point, it's mm-hmm. just a matter of like, it's just gonna take forever. Like, I gotta put this yeah. bot, the bridge bot over here. Yes. Grab this bot this spot over here, this spot over here. And you're like, at that point when you already know what to do, it's stupid. Yeah. And then you get into yeah. the, the last one. I know exactly what you're talking about, Alec. The last one or close to the last, it was like, this is so stupid. Like out of nowhere, the hardest puzzle in the game. Yeah. They just put it in. There was no balance of like clever thought out puzzles. It was like, let's just throw this stuff in there. And then like, we hate you. Right at the end. Yeah. The difficulty, yeah. the difficulty spiked at the end. And that's when I was just like, wait, I don't like these puzzles. <laughs> like it, both mm-hmm. with the lasers and with the clank stuff that I was just like, ah, this again, this breaks momentum. When you are getting to the climax of a game, you're getting to the end of it. I want to feel like this energy. Don't through. interrupt the climax. Don't, don't interrupt the climax, man. Uh-huh. It just kind of broke it up where I was like, okay, this game was going really well. I'm like, uh, this is fine. It, again, it's not huge. This is not a big deal. Um, there's some critiques here, basically. It's oh, yeah. the variety. The puzzle solving in general in this game, it, it's not great. It's not, you know, I think about now we compare things to like it takes two. Oh, yeah. You, you think about the thought that goes into those puzzles and you're like, man, I felt so smart when I finished that. Or a lot of Zelda games. Like you figure out a Zelda mm-hmm. game and you're like, I can't believe I just beat that temple. 
like and all those shrines in breath yes. of the wild yeah they were so rewarding yes. and and some games they just don't do that right and this is one of them where it was like every puzzle was a chore and didn't was kind of out of place yeah no i totally agree mm-hmm. so before we go into scoring i want to i want to talk about rift apart a little bit but boss battles how'd you feel about boss battles in this game this is again for a 3d platformer boss battles are huge usually what'd you think like I said, I only got through about half the game, uh, so I don't, or just recently, so I'm, the bosses aren't really too fresh in my mind, yeah. but the last one is what kind of stuck out in my mind, and it's just, there just wasn't enough ammo. <laughs> That's my complaint. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. That's true. So it's a, uh, there's probably a handful of bosses, right? There, there aren't many, but again, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a huge aspect of these types of games. I never died in a single boss. Same. Until the very last boss. Yep, and it was because I ran out of tons of ammo. Like, it was a nightmare yeah. for me. I, I beat yeah. the last boss on my first try. Did Bra- you really? Bragging. Oh, yeah. So, and, and this is what I liked about the Wait, final what boss. what guns did you use? So, I was using the, the Predator Launcher. So, the thing Ooh, about this that's gun. That's a good one, yeah. And that's, and that's one that if you didn't upgrade, it would be useless at the end. And if you upgraded it, it is huge at the end. So, the, the very final boss battle is very similar to like a shmup, like a shoot 'em up game where, and I'm, I'm not going to describe the whole situation. All that being said, that gun is essential for that setting because you're moving around a bunch, yep. kind of jetpacking. That gun locks on and they're rock launcher, so it's high damage. I beat it my first try and I loved it. I really actually like that last boss battle because it did kind of change up the gameplay to a 3D shoot 'em up. And mm. I, I just thought it was a cool kind of ending point for it. Yeah. I kind of went in the opposite direction where towards the end, so the Predator Launcher, I thought was really cool at first, and then I just stopped using it. I got that Glove of Doom yeah, and upgraded oh, yeah. the crap out of that thing. So I got to the final boss, That's and you-, you cannot use the Glove of Doom. <laughs> it's it's useless. And so I'm like, I wasted so much yeah. <laughs> time on the Glove of Doom, <laughs> and it's, it doesn't do anything. So I'm, I'm limited to like the Sniper. And the combustor, I think, is like the main gun. Yeah. And yep. so I ended up beating him, but it just took me forever. Well, the sniper doesn't really work well in that setting either. No, you get some critical hits, but a lot of them are blocked. Mm. So, yeah, I remember just from my playthrough of it that I or I liked using the, the Predator launcher, but I barely had any ammo going into that boss fight for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, so. like it's this game is about forcing you into guns that you won't typically use and that's what i liked about it is a very breath of the wild in the sense of oh breath yeah. of the wild your weapon broke so you had to use something else in this game i used up all my ammo so now i have to go and use the pixelizer which i didn't like but you know i have to use it right now in this setting right. so it does balance out that really well so give that one a second try it, it's yeah. a good gun okay i'll have to go back and you know maybe collect a little bit more with that. yeah that would be cool so before we go into the actual score, I want to ask you both with Rift Apart just around the corner here, what elements do you want preserved in this next game? Because obviously Insomniac's listening, they're going to be able to make these changes really quick for us. What elements do you want preserved and what elements do you want removed? Like what don't you want personally? And I'll start it off. I don't want to see a stealth section like we saw in this game. I, I want that out. What about you guys? I would, I mean... I think just the story in general should be a lot more engaging. Get rid of this. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not doing the movie. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the older games did have a better narrative. It was 
something you believed in and you wanted to be ratchet and clank right just the way you wanted to be jack and daxter like you believed in that there's like some magic there that happens and i didn't really get that sense in this game although i think it was great gameplay wise it was super fun i really enjoyed all of my time playing it i just didn't buy in like this isn't it didn't sell me on the franchise and so i would encourage like People who think they have to play this game and this, there's a, this is their first exposure to the Ratchet and Clank world, I don't know that you need to play this. That's a great point. I think either go back yeah. to some of the classics that we know are super good or go to this new one, try Rift Apart. And, and that's from a, a narrative standpoint, right? You don't need to play this to play Rift Apart. Right. No. Um, if I'm remembering uh, one of, uh, again, Billy the Door's streams, that he was saying that I think Rift Apart is a sequel to A Crack in Time, if I'm remembering that correctly. Okay. I do think it, it like skips this one, doesn't it? Yeah, because this one's technically like the first one. Well, we're playing it's with, a, and, and Rift Apart's playing with dimensions and stuff too, right? So very similar to Crash Bandicoot correct. 4. It's kind of bringing, I'm sure we're going to see a big picture of this all kind of coming together of these different mm -hmm. dimensions and these different timelines. So that makes sense, Alec. Right. Yeah. So. What elements what elements would you like to see preserved or uh, or removed in Rift Apart? Well, preserved, Mr. Zarkon, obviously. Yeah, absolutely, dude. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I love Mr. Zarkon. Zarkon doesn't yeah. need food. <laughs> he only needs fear. Yeah. <laughs> so so awesome. yeah Anything you want removed? Removed? I... <sighs> I'd say just those infuriating puzzle sections, just because I could go with like the challenging ones, but just the yeah. ones that like, I just had, like you said, stop the gameplay had to have to look up. Like, yeah, I, the laser puzzles were all right. It, it sometimes just to take time, but they're just challenging, you know, like, yeah, I don't mind a challenging puzzle. I don't like the ones where I am just stumped and have to, you know, basically turn on my computer look it up turn on the youtube video guide yes to you know follow step by step it's like yeah so just those infuriating puzzles is what i would like to see removed no totally agree so fellas we're at the point where we score this thing so ryan i want to start with you because you have the most experience with this franchise you are probably the the biggest 3d platformer guy i know what would you say the score the Bushley Gaming score for Ratchet and Clank 2016 is? I landed at a seven and a half. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be higher. I really enjoyed my time and I enjoyed the length of this game. And as far as like 3D platformers of this day and age, there's not a lot out there, yeah. right? But there is Mario Odyssey. You know, like there are yeah. masterpieces that did this right. And so I could see like seven and a half, I was on the verge of an eight. Because I really enjoyed this game. It was a lot of fun, but I just don't see it as it's not like changing anything, right? It's not like Breath of the Wild mm -hmm. where it changed all Zelda games or Mario Odyssey. It's just not that way. And so I have a hard time, you know, I, I kind of dinged it for the story aspects and how directional it is. But as far as the gameplay and the guns, it, everything is super fun. I think this is a great game. I think people should play it, but I don't think it's needed. I don't like if 2016 Ratchet and Clank disappeared, I think Rift Apart would, you know, maybe I am putting too high hopes into no. it. I think it would pick up really well without the need of 2016. Yeah. And I, I think, it, again, mm -hmm. we haven't played it yet, but I think it probably would stand on its own, right? Insomniac Games at this point is is one of the they best. They've proven themselves. They've proven themselves. Right. So like, I, I highly doubt this big PS5 title is going to flop where, uh, again, story elements aren't really needed from this game to play Rift Apart. And I think that's something we should emphasize to the listeners at home. 
you can hop right into Rift Apart. Play, play Rift Apart, buy it at launch. Uh, so you're coming in at 7.5. Alec, I want to throw it to you. What, where are you feeling at with this right now? Yeah, so for me, being my first Ratchet and Clank game, I wasn't coming in with any preconceived notions or anything. Like I was basically playing this because I saw the reveal of Rift Apart and like, oh, this game looks awesome. I want to at least try a Ratchet and Clank game first just to yes. see if I enjoy this kind of series, I guess. Yep. And honestly, I this game was so much fun. I had a blast playing it. And it's like, yeah, there was some frustrating puzzles in the stealth section towards the end but it really did not take away from my enjoyment of this game yeah but like i said the story was a little lacking but i knew already knew that going into this because i knew it was a remake and a movie tie-in game so yes, right i wasn't really expecting a huge story out of this yep so, so i yeah thinking about it i'm kind of going between a couple here but i think i have to give it an eight I'm, all right like i said really enjoyed this game That's fair yeah. The gunplay is awesome. The variety of guns is amazing. Can't wait I, to see what ones they bring to uh, Rift Apart. I couldn't agree more. And I couldn't agree more in the sense of coming into this review, I was coming in at an eight also. I w- guys, I was so close to an eight. So I'm okay with this. Yeah, I'm so not going to fight. We're not fighting a 7.5. No, no, no. This is, I this think is eight, eight is great. Yeah. I think eight's great. And if I look at our scoreboard, this, is, this will be an interesting thing to see where it falls. We only have one other eight. Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Ooh, and oh. I think in, 3D platformers in 2021, when I go, hey, do I want to play Ration Clank or do I want to play Super Mario 3D All Stars? They fall around the same playing field. Genuinely, they're, they're yeah. satisfying different mm-hmm. inches. Those are masterpiece 3D platforms of the ages, and this is like a really good modern one. I yeah. think that's a and really good comparison. One thing I think I'd like just to reiterate: the length of this game. You can yeah. beat this yes. in eight hours. Yeah, yeah, and it's I a good length, that. and th- and that's that's the momentum thing I'm talking about. Where I never, other than the stealth sections and the puzzle sections at the end, this game didn't let up. I beat this in a weekend, I, and I usually don't yeah. beat games in a weekend. I just don't. I, my schedule doesn't allow me to do that. You know, Emily, my wife is gone for the weekend. I'm watching my son the evenings. Ratchet and Clank time. I, I played through this in a weekend, and I loved mm-hmm. it. Like it's it's genuinely it it was super fun. And that's why I think an eight's a solid score for this. Yeah, I agree. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. I think that's a good score. All right. Bushley Gaming, Ratchet and Clank 2016 gets an eight. That is considered impressive by our scoring metric. Guys, let's go into some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Upcoming reviews. Wreckfest. Horizon Zero Dawn, which I don't think we've teased this yet. Finally. So, uh, Alec, I don't, we, we haven't put this out in the world yet. We're but. not Sony boys. We haven't been for a long time. But we're hopping on that pony. Yeah, we're, I'm on the pony now. I am a Sony boy now. Yeehaw, giddy up. Yeah. So we're playing Horizon Zero Dawn. We're, we're having a good time right now. That, that world is awesome. Gameplay, mm-hmm. a little questionable, but the world is amazing. Story is awesome. Pokemon Snap, still teasing that. Yep. We'll get to it. Haven't bought it yet because that's a, a $60 like 10-hour game, which happens. Yep. And uh, Disco Elysium. Nick is working on Disco Elysium. He will finish it maybe 2022, 2023, <laughs> but might as well tease it now. <laughs> Three-fourths of it, and then we'll review. Three-fourths of it. Uh, let us know if there's any games out there you want us to play. We're open to anything. Uh, Ryan won't play JRPGs, but Not I will. JRPGs. But uh, seriously, hit us up on Twitter. At Bush League Jamie. Persona 5. Persona. Oh, this is again. This is We've th- been told that twice. Yes, on this show, and oh, this is the thing. Roy, so I would it. say I know play, or Persona Five is on the PlayStation Plus collection, but Royal just it makes everything so much better. So how like, about just don't the, have the quality years. of life? 
a hundred hours. Alec. Oh my god. If we were to pick one though, to prioritize, do we play Persona Five, Persona Five, or do we play Final Fantasy Seven remake? Ooh. Ooh. I say I'd probably have to go with remake. Okay. Just because, especially with Intergrade coming out. Yep. Like, yeah. This is and this make is, it so I would good. play that, yeah. And we've committed to that actually. So uh nice. we we will be shooting for Final Fantasy VII. Ryan committed to it on an actual episode. So if he doesn't play it, but I am a liar. A, you are a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was working up to that, uh, accusing you of a liar, but you just jumped in. So. No, no, no. I'm a liar. Yeah. So uh I think Ryan's first. But I'm JRPG, totally gonna beat that game. Ryan's first JRPG will be Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, Persona Royale is on the list, though. I do want to get to that, especially with the backbone. The backbone controller allows you to grind on games. It needs to come to Android, though. Oh, see it right here. Oh, iPhone boy. They don't have an Android version. They don't, not yet. But there's some alternatives, no. right? There's the was it? Yeah, but the backbone, uh, from what I've heard, is just so cool. They're it's so fantastic. amazing. Though. I highly recommend yeah. it. So contacts on Twitter at bushleaguegmng for me at bushleagueryan for Ryan. Our email is bushleaguegames at gmail.com. You can support the show, patreon.com slash bushleagaming. Merch store is bushleagaming.com slash store. We've got some new summer stuff up there. We've got a new mug, which I just got one in. The mug is fantastic. I love it. Uh, Check that out. This is a big request from all the listeners out there. We need your help. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're trying to get that custom URL. We need to hit that 100 subscriber point. We're at like 42 right now. So we just launched it this past week. We're, we're trying to build it out. We're, we're putting some of our backlog on there. So go ahead and hit like on some of those videos. Give them a listen again if you'd like, if you want to catch up on some of the old episodes. But the big thing, hit subscribe there. We really appreciate it. Alec, thank you so much for coming on this episode. I want to give you the floor to plug your stuff. Where can people find you on Twitter? Where can they find your content? Tell the people where to find you. Yeah, so uh, for people that know me, I'm Alec Bobco. You can find me on Twitter at albob875. And over on uh, YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash waypoint podcast and all podcast services. Hit them up, hit them up, hit them up. Guys, this was a fun one. Alec, again, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, mm-hmm. Ish, for being it was a blast. Here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's your pleasure. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll see you next weekend. Hey, out there, listener, Ratchet and Clank coming out in like Rift Apart, coming out in like two weeks. Go check that out too. So expect a review from us a little not four years from the release date maybe a little bit closer to release date but check out waypoint podcast check out waypoint uh again guys thank you and uh we'll see you next week i love you i love you more oh okay oh. <laughs> don't interrupt the climax man uh-huh.